Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Uh, this is a legendary episode, so I don't even under, I don't even think y'all understand how legendary this episode is, right? Uh, as somebody, you know, I, I'll, I'll say, um, you know, as, as a media personality, someone who, you know, wants to take their talents to the next level, uh, two of the people that I look at immediately, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, right? Because I, I, I see their work ethic, how hard they grind, and I, and I, and I see I'm like, that, that, that's, my, that's what I look at, right? Uh, and, and just behind the scenes when, you know, if, if you know, you know, King Vito uh, or, or Don Vito, King Richard, who's one of our partners on the show, you know, one of his mentors that he's never met is this gentleman that we have. We have Rashawn McDonald, the Rashawn McDonald. Brother, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure. Uh, to, to, to be in your presence. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, for, for background, for those who don't know, the reason why I said, you know, when I look at, you know, Kevin Hart, I look at Steve Harvey, um, you know, uh, you are one of the architects or, or the main architect or one of the main architects that helped um, sort of launched Steve Harvey into superstardom. Yes. Um, and, I, and, and I, you know, the, the, the funny thing is that I knew that prior to, to, to your name being as big as it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, because I'm from New York, right? Right, absolutely. And absolutely. I, um, you know, I used to do, you know, fast shout out to my brother Earthquake, fast shout out to my sister Deja Vu. I used to do uh, radio with them yeah, once a week. Drive. Yeah, afternoon, afternoon drive. Yeah, afternoon drive. And mm-hmm. so every Tuesday they used to bring me on uh, and I, you know, I used to go in there uh, and do a money segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, WBLS, that was, that was Steve Harvey's station, that right? That was Still his station. Still is, right? right? Right, excuse me. Still his station. <laughs> but at any time Steve Harvey's name came up in that building, yeah. it did not come up without Rashawn McDonald. <laughs> yes. Right? And yeah. so for those who don't know, who is Rashawn McDonald? Uh, I am a... Uh, I come from an inner city. Mm-hmm. Uh, six sisters, two brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was a truck driver. By, with third grade education. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom graduated from high school. So I'm just a regular guy mm-hmm. that had dreams. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dream was not to stay where I was born. Mm-hmm. And uh, my company name is 3815 Media. Mm-hmm. And 3815 Media is the name of the, of the house I was born in. It was mm-hmm. a two-bedroom shotgun house. If I know about a shotgun house from the south, if you open the front door, you shoot a shotgun through the door, the bullets go out the back door, don't touch nothing. Right. That's right. why they call it a shotgun house. Yeah. And so the 3815 Media is, 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 is honoring my birth. Mm. Honoring where I came from, because so many people feel that, you know, people get the stereotype, mm. you know, when you come from those communities and they feel that they, they are not going to amount to anything mm. because they're selling drugs, they're pimps, mm. they're undereducated people. And uh, I do that to let people know because I go in a lot of high profile meetings and people are very curious mm. to where I get that name of my mm. business from. And it usually like sets them back a little bit in a positive manner going, wow, that's a great story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great stories that come out of the inner city. And I'm just one of the many, but I want to tell people every time I go into a meeting, I get to tell that story because mm. they ask, right? And I'm willing to tell, just right. like I'm telling you. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that's a part of who Rushon McDonald is. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And, and one of you know, in doing research for the interview, 
Uh, one of the fun facts that I never knew till today, right, right mm -hmm. is that you were actually a stand-up comedian. Yes. And that's how I met Steve Harvey. Okay. Steve Harvey, I, I was working for IBM. Yep. Uh, my degree is in mathematics. Mm -hmm. My minor's in sociology. And uh, I was working at IBM, and Steve Harvey came through uh, Houston, Texas. He mm -hmm. was my opening act. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we started our relationship. Mm -hmm. He was my opening act, and uh, and we sat down, and that's how we really bond. You know, mm -hmm. I had a natural marketing sensibilities, mm -hmm. and, I, and I gave him some some uh, tips on how to market his brand, how to get out there, uh, you know, and he took them to heart, mm -hmm. and we and we connected. I, I got to see when he was with his own Showtime the first time when yes. he did that famous Mike Tyson joke, the eye, <laughs> and then uh, and I, I was sitting there proud, realizing that he was on a special journey, mm -hmm. and uh, he, of course. Uh, uh, we, we really connected in 1990. Mm. Uh, he was named one of the top seven comics in the country, and as was I, mm. for Johnny Walker. Mm. And uh, we competed in uh, Los Angeles at the Improv, and that's how we reconnected in 1990. Mm. And we kind of stayed together ever since, mm. you know, because I opened a comedy club in Houston called Hip Hop Comedy Stop. Mm. He opened a club in Dallas, mm. and uh, then we should play each other's clubs. And then in 92, he got an opportunity to uh, do his own sitcom called mm. Me and the Boys mm. on ABC. And he asked me what I wanted to do. And I was really a pretty funny guy, mm. you know, one of the top comics in the country. And I told him I wanted to write. Mm. And it, it shocked him. You mm. know, he was like, okay, Rashawn, you want to write? Mm. I said, yeah, I want to write. I want to be a writer, producer. That's what I really want. God just gave me a talent. Mm. You know what I mean? That just certain journeys that are given to you doesn't mean that it has to be your final step. Right. And that what frustrates a lot of people. A lot of people sitting in their jobs right now and they, they realize that they, they can actually leave, but they feel that that's their final journey mm -hmm. because they're making a certain amount of money, mm -hmm. they have kids at home, mm -hmm. or they have responsibility that kind of block their dreams, mm -hmm. block the opportunity to succeed. When I come down and I talk to anybody like you, I always tell people, I am an example of a guy who will not be limited by what you see me doing now. Mm. I am never limited. I wake up with an opportunity. I wake up stupid with the ability to bring in new information. Mm. If you accept that information, then the challenges that are put before you are easily achieved. Mm. Wow. And so now, you know, you're, you're, work, you're working with Steve Harvey. You're helping him, you know, launch his, his, his business. Mm -hmm. uh, we fast forward, right? So... Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to, talk to me all of the success, right? Because it's, it's just so much, and I don't want to miss anything, right? Well, well, here's the beauty. Okay, yeah. uh, I want right now. I'm, I'm Stephen, Stephen A. Smith is my man. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I want to make people understand that's, yep, that's yep. one of my good friends. Met him in 2000. Yeah. When I was managing Steve Harvey, and uh, and uh, in 2009 we reconnected when he had lost his job at ESPN, and I didn't realize how important I played a role in his downtime, yeah. you know? And that's usually where I'm at, man. When Steve and I got back together, I was doing sitcoms, you know, I did uh, Robert Townsend sitcom, I did Arsenio Hall sitcom, I did The Twins, TMR, Tia and Tamara Maury sitcom, mm -hmm. Sister Sister. As and a writer I, and producer? As a writer producer, okay. and then I went on the Jamie Foxx show as mm -hmm. a co-executive and producer, and I did consulting, producing work with Monique. So I had a run of all mm -hmm. these legendary talents that yes. you know about. Yes. And I was part of them, part of their lives. Yes. And, and they, they they respected and uh, brought me in as a talent, and so so in nineteen uh, so so in two thousand, Steve kind of we kind of got together, and, and uh, that was right before the uh, Kings of Comedy yes. movie, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, and he and we were sitting in an Italian restaurant, and we actually wrote 
the opening to the, the, the movie, that monologue, we wrote it in an Italian restaurant. Mm. And uh, he had never done it on stage. That was his gift, man. Mm -hmm. he, he was so confident that he walked on stage, never said those jokes in front of anybody, and did it in front of that live audience twice. Mm. Of course, the second time was even stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a cool backstory because of the fact that he was he's that gifted. Yep. And so that launched us into a radio deal in, in, in L.A. And then 2005, we moved to New York. Yes. And as a syndicator, you know, and uh, the backstory on that is that, you know, we left, we, I just knew that he always had the ability to be bigger than what he was. Mm. And it was just not focused on African-Americans. Mm. I always had that sense that mm. his talents exceeded the audience that people perceived that he that he could entertain. Yes. And uh, that was my mission. My mm. mission was to cross him over. My mm. mission was to understand that I worked, I remember I worked at IBM. Mm -hmm. So I understood branding from yes. a standpoint of a corporation. Mm -hmm. And so I felt that, why can't you treat that an everyday person? Mm -hmm. And so I went under the guise that I was going to treat Steve Harvey as a brand, like mm -hmm. a company. Yes. Give the same rules, the same standards, the same expectations and brand associations. Mm -hmm. And so one of the primary rules that I got was when I got the Disney deal for mm -hmm. us. Because I figured if I could get the Disney deal with him, then guess what? Here's a comedian who was perceived from Def Comedy Jam. He's cussing. He's black. Now I'm about to put him in a relationship mm -hmm. with the mouse. Right. You can't get no more <laughs> right. friendly and friendly than that. It's white folks, too. Right, you know, right, white right. and the mouse, right. you in. Right, you in. Right, right. And so that was really the turning point nice. for his brand because nice. it allowed us to take on a different persona. Yes. And, uh, and with various exceptions, the Forge came, deals came, the Home Depot deals came, and everything. And then the whole concept of the Neighborhood Awards, which nice. we developed together, and uh, which came as such an amazing... Um, a black event with it because it talked about uplifting people in the community. Mm -hmm. And it was really the fact that when we did the book, mm -hmm. the famous book, Act Like a Lady, Think oh, Like yes, a Man. that one, yes. You know, uh, I, I always remember that uh, Steve told me, he said, Roushan, I'm not writing a black book. Yeah. And so he had an idea mm -hmm. that he didn't want to be locked into being a black comic. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to take 100% credit like I was some genius. Right. But he also had a, per a certain drive that he wanted to be more than, a, more than just a black comedian. Yes. And, and same thing with Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. All these guys want to be more. Right. And they work to be more. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a skill set that a lot of people want those dreams. And, and you see a lot of people that go to a certain level, they'll stop. Yeah. And it's hard work yeah. because, man, when you get there, man, it's really hard to stay there. I, I know that... Uh, Steve and I were on top so long. It's mm. hard being famous mm. on a regular basis, man. It's hard being shot at from a from a competitive standpoint. Right. Not somebody physically shooting at you with yeah. a gun, but being challenged, yeah. being ripped apart, yeah. being socialized, being yeah. traumatized, being trolled on social media. Yeah, yeah. And so act like a lady, think like a man really was the breakthrough for mm. his career. Mm. Because, you know, we got a deal with HarperCollins. They printed 33,000 books. They they thought we'd sell a few books, maybe 100,000 books, mm. and we sold those in the first week. Mm. And um, when it was all, and then, and then I, my goal was to keep him as a number one book mm. on New York Times bestseller for four weeks. Mm. I figured if I could keep him number one for four weeks, then we hear from Oprah. Right. I, I figured, you know, because Ella DeGeneres gave us our break. You know, right. she she put him on the show and yeah. that gave us nothing. So uh, it was it's it's a chart to the madness. You That's know, right. when you're when you're trying to do something unique, mm. you can't sit around and expect ununique things to happen. It's mm. all gonna be unique. Mm. But I knew in order for Oprah to get our attention, we had to be number one for four weeks. Mm. She called. Mm. And man, it changed his life, mm. man. I mean, you can look on like look at you can go to Amazon mm. books. And you, you can just see 
the, the his book would just just, just write. You write in front of your eyes. Yeah, you yeah. go. 20, yeah. 19. Yeah. It was selling so many. We yeah. were selling like 60,000 books a day. Wow. 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 <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was utterly ridiculous wow. how popular that book became. And it sold over 3 million copies or more, mm -hmm. maybe up to 4 million now. Yeah. Translated in 30 different languages. Wow. And that's when Will Packer called. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And so I, I, I want to unpack a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because... Um, you as, uh, you know, having your own talent yes. as a stand-up comedian, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, 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 you see, uh, you know, have this friendship, you want to be a writer, you know, writer, producer. Like, I, you know, did, did you um, lose or did you get disinterested in doing comedy? Did you say, hey, I want to continue to do writing, producing? Like, when, when, did, when, did, when did that shift for you? I'm going to tell you something. I, yeah. Uh, I was very talented yes. as a stand-up comedian, okay? In 1992, yeah. uh, Def's Comedy Jam, that's when I had my comedy club, and I was killing I owned Houston, Texas. My yeah. whole goal of going back to Houston was to become a star in Houston. Because yeah. I was doing, my, I was doing uh, television gigs in, in, um, in uh, L.A. and yeah. New York, but they were just television gigs. And then when Def Comedy Jam came out, I remember uh, Bob Sompner said, I, I wasn't black enough. Mm -hmm. I, I, he didn't think I could make black people laugh. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't allow me to do Deaf Comedy Jam. Mm -hmm. So so I had to prove that I could make black people laugh. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to Oakland uh, Comedy Festival, and I made the final. They go, okay, you can make black people laugh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's how I got Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. That's how I was able to open the comedy club. Mm -hmm. And so Deaf Comedy Jam came through Houston, and Steve, I hadn't saw Steve in years mm -hmm. as a stand-up. Mm -hmm. I, I see him, knew he was hosting Showtime at Apollo, mm -hmm. but I never saw him do stand-up. And... Um, and so Joe Torre was hosting, mm -hmm. and I went on stage. I lit that stage on fire, yes, yes, fire. Yes, yes. You hear me, dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so walked on stage to a standing ovation. Okay, you know, and he my boy, but I said, okay, yeah. some work ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it got some work left on that stage <laughs> right, for you, brother. Right, right, right. They introduced Steve's name, and he got a standing ovation before he walked on stage. Wow. I'm going, like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He hasn't even told a joke yet, yeah. and they standing for him. Yeah. And he proceeded to, to do a whole routine that, of jokes that I would have never done. Mm -hmm. And right there I knew that's what he wants to do for a living. Mm. That is, I, I didn't have the commitment that he had as a stand-up. Mm. I was just gifted. Yeah. And so when I talk to people about life and expectations and, you know, over the, you know, when I, when I made a commitment to walk away from stand-up, people go, oh, man, you funnier than Steve Hart. Mm -hmm. Hey, brother. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can say that. Mm. Let me be who I'm going to be. Right. So don't allow people to tell you what you mm. can be. Don't be drugged into an yeah. opportunity that you don't feel comfortable with. Mm. I'm very comfortable being with Rashawn McDonald. I'm very okay. comfortable sitting here. Yes. Do I regret leaving stand-up? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, because in the end, that's not what I wanted to do. Mm. In the end, I'm doing what I want to do. I, mm. want, I love sitting down with brands. I love yes. talking to people about how to market. I know yes. how to talk to individuals like you. You're a talent. Yes. You're, you're, you're a gifted individual. I love mm. sitting down and going, what do you really want to do? Mm. And actually help you get there. Yeah, and it's not even tied to money. Yeah. Because I've never created a relationship based on how much money I can get. Mm. Because I know... I'm going to make money. Mm. And usually you make money how people value the relationship. Mm, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If, you, if people don't value, they're not going to pay you. Right. I don't care who you think you are. Right. Who you think you are. Yeah. If they don't value who you think you are, mm. they, you're going to be a frustrated person. Mm. So your job is to create value in the relationship, then you'll get paid. Mm. And that's how life works. Oh, that's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> and so, and so, so now, right, um, you know, you've had this successful career, uh, you know, managing the talent, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 2016 ha comes, mm -hmm. 
and there's this reinvention that needs to happen. Talk to me about, about 2016. 2016 was, uh, you know, Stephen Har Steve Harvey and I uh, went our separate ways. Mm -hmm. And it, it was time, mm -hmm. you know, because of the fact that um, he wanted to establish his brand mm -hmm. and he had ideas on what he wanted to do with his career. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know who Rashawn McDonald was. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew Steve's blood pressure. I knew mm -hmm. what he wanted for lunch, for dinner. I knew what time he got up. I knew what time he went to sleep. Mm -hmm. I knew what he wanted on top of his grits. Mm -hmm. I knew those things. Mm -hmm. he, I knew his habits. He mm -hmm. knew my habits. Mm -hmm. So in 2016, when I left, I was very confused. I was very popular. Yes. Uh, you know, recognizable. Mm -hmm. People will uh, look at me and say, I want to be Rashard McDonald. Mm -hmm. But Rashard McDonald didn't even know who he was. Wow. So right there is what most people in life stop. Yes. You know, fear takes over and say, hey, man, I'm not going to leave that job. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, I'm not going to leave that relationship. Yeah. I'm not going to, uh, because the opportunity, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand the opportunity. I just know I had to change. Mm -hmm. And I had to trust that I will understand. But I did make mistakes because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I didn't plan the exit, mm -hmm. okay? I just went out on faith. Yeah. And that's why I would tell people, you go out on faith, but there better be a plan attached to it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. It's going to get pretty bumpy because eventually faith going to dry up and then the plan going to have to come taking over because right. that's how you're going to generate revenue. Absolutely, yeah. And so, so I went out there. So 2017, I made no income. Mm. I made no money because I was still trying to figure out who I was. People were going, I would go to meetings and people would expect Steve Harvey to come to the door right behind right, me. Right, right. So I was still married to his brand. Yes. And so what happened to me was I eventually started denouncing the relationship I had with him mm -hmm. because it was so overwhelming mm -hmm. that I, it was suffocating my opportunities. Because right. everything, I had to figure out how do I trust myself mm -hmm. and move forward even though Steve Harvey is the dominant catalyst. You know, in other words, you know, it's like it's like a quarterback who keeps trying to bring up what he did when he played. Right. That's what I was dealing right, with. Right, yeah. When I realized I'm not playing that game with him no more. Mm -hmm. So I had to figure out how to move forward. And that's when I started putting a plan in place. Mm -hmm. And that's when I launched Money Making Conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, I was an award-winning baker. I started throwing my energies into that. Mm -hmm. And then I started surrounding myself mm -hmm. with people who believed in me. Absolutely. That's the key. Yes. If you don't have people who believe in you, you will never make it, man. Mm -hmm. You have to have people hyping your beliefs, Absolutely. hyping your dreams, yeah. and telling you you're great. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, you're not gonna make it. Mm, mm. And then how, how? I mean, what was what was that thought process like for you, right? Because I know there's somebody watching right now who might have had you know a lot of success, and it's not the first time because I, because one one of the parallels because I remember myself you know being you know a CEO of a credit union <laughs> and everybody's proud of me because I come from the projects in Harlem and they're like, oh my God, you did great. Right. And I said, no, I want to be an entrepreneur. And they're looking at me like, are you crazy? Why would you leave this job, right? right. And so you you had that opportunity. You're working at IBM. Yeah. You quit IBM to be a stand-up comedian. People are like, are you crazy, yeah. right? Now, 2016, you're working with the, one of the biggest stars yeah. the, on the planet, yeah. not, not just you know, on the planet, mm -hmm. and you decide, all right, this, I, I need to, 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 you know, this is a new reinvention. Mm -hmm. Somebody's watching right now who, they, they, you know, they feel stuck, mm -hmm. and they're like, I want to start over, but I, but I put too much time. Mm -hmm. What do you say to a person like that? I tell you... You're being, you, you, here's the deal. I'm gonna just tell you like that. If you're trying to be a doctor, you don't go to a mechanic. Mm. You don't. And what happens is that's what how people get their advice. Mm. See, people don't know what an entrepreneur is, so they tell you, they, they, they talk to you based on your knowledge. Mm. They go, well, I wouldn't do that, because they don't understand it. Mm. They understand nine to five, they right. understand going to work at eight, yeah. going, having a lunch, yeah. coming home. 
Yeah. They understand that. So if you would have told them that you're going to work for another bank, they go, oh, good, right. good. Right. But your entrepreneur, it's like, what is an entrepreneur? Right. So when I left IBM to say I was going to be a stand-up comedy, all the bells <laughs> and whistles, who you think you are? <laughs> you're not that funny. You're not Eddie Murphy. You don't look that good. Right. Boy, you're from Houston. You got an accent. Right. All the, right. all things broke out. Yeah. And so, so you're walking out there with all that baggage of negativity. Yes. And so that's why I always tell people, I, always, I, have, I have different things I talk about in motivation. I tell people, lead with their gifts. Mm. Which I, when I say that, I tell people, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when we have you lead with your gift, and I always tell people, stop reading other people's success stories mm. and start writing your own. Mm. And I, I say that because what happens is, People will let their age stop them. Mm. They'll let their family, coworkers, mm. you know, loved ones mm. stop them from pursuing their life or living their dreams. Mm. So that's what happens when people who have doubt, mm. they're letting age get in their way. I'm 50, I, I can't change. I'm 60, I yeah, can't change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got family. Okay, mm. why are they gonna stop you from living your dream? Yeah. You know, uh, 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 my, my, my girlfriend or my wife don't want me to do that. Okay, mm. that's the wrong girlfriend and wife in your life. Mm. You know, because in the end, and Cash, I'm gonna tell you this, man. People use the word selfish incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Every successful person is selfish. Mm. They're selfish in their desire mm. to win. They're selfish in their commitment. Mm. And But the balance is, how you share that success with the people that you love. Mm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, now, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're selfish and you're not willing to share, mm. that's where the negative part pops up. Right. But if you're too selfish, I don't care who you talk to. Mm. You can talk to Elon Musk, mm. you can talk to Buffett, they talk to you. Right. There is a selfish trait Absolutely. that drives you to be successful. Absolutely. And so what happens is, People allow terminology to stop them from being successful, and I'm here to tell you, stop. Mm. I'm here to tell you, stop listening to people that don't understand your dreams. Mm. I'm here to tell you, if you're listening to them, stop because they're stupid. Mm. That's why mentors are important. Yes. Because mentors are important because they allow you to share that synergy, and they can go to you. If you're trying to be an engineer, you go to an engineer talking about it. Yes. You're trying to be an entrepreneur, you talk to an entrepreneur. Mm. Do not talk to your mama right. about starting a business, and she, all she's been ever is your mama. Right. And so she's going to tell you hesitation going to hit in. She knows nothing about a bank loan. Yeah. Same thing with your sister. So mm. I come from a big family. So I've always done things that have been, in their eyes, unorthodox. Yes. And so now... It's kind of part of the game, mm. but they still don't know how I do it. Mm. Sometimes I don't know how I do it. Yeah. I've done it because it's just rote memory. It's yes. like I have 24 hours in a day. Mm. I am going to use every hour. Mm. So if I get, go to bed at 12, I'm going to get up at 4 mm. because I got to I gotta take advantage of it. I'm going to tell you something, Cash. I don't like going to sleep. Mm. If I can figure out a way to just stay awake, brother, yes. I'll be happy. Yes, you talk about language. <laughs> you talk about language. I'll be happy. You talk about happy. language. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And so, and so now, you know, uh, you 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 start you start your own thing. Yes, sir. Um, and how's it going? It's it's, am it's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. You know, I bought a building. Yes. Fast forward now, it's 2021. Yep. In 2020, I was in a, in a Spaces, which is like a WeWorks, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, had my staff, you know, glass, people walking by, looking in there. You know, you can't even go to sleep. You can't take a nap. Yeah. And, I, and, and I wanted to start a management company. I wanted to do marketing and branding. It had all the perks. I was at Truist Park. Mm. You know, right up, walk out and see the baseball stadium. Mm. It was beautiful. Yes. But I didn't feel... 
I was legitimate. I mm -hmm. felt I was still faking it to make it, and mm -hmm. that's not me. I, my resume doesn't have to do that. And I'm not saying anything negative about anybody who's living that business lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Richard McDonald. Yes. And so, so I started looking for a building. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer, I started looking at the building. And then in September, I bought a building. Mm -hmm. I bought a full building uh, on an acre lot. Um, and it's uh, 40 parking spaces. Mm -hmm. I remodeled it. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Changed my life. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a building where I don't care if Cash came by, Beyonce came by, President Biden. They walk in there, they're going to go, OK, mm -hmm. yes. this is your building? Yes. That's the brand that I have now. I, yes. My brand is tied to me. You go in there, you see autograph posters of Def Comedy Jam. You see autograph posters of uh, Think Like a Man. You see uh, Jill Scott Gold Platinum album mm -hmm. on the wall. You see images of me and Steve when we was in 1993 at the Sold Out concert. Yeah. You go in there, you see my image. You see my image awards. You yeah. know, all that is part of who Rashawn is. Yeah. And it's a, it has a full-blown kitchen. I have a staff of 10. Mm -hmm. And um, I love my life, man. Yeah. I love my family uh and so but it, it, it still is not complete because mm. like tom brady i want another super bowl mm. right <laughs> right and so and so and so now right so you know 2016 you didn't know who rashawn oh, mcdonald no. No, no. you know it was and so now 2021 still not complete you want the ring what what's what what, what completes that I think, I, think, I think with anything, Amazon wants to buy a, acquire new corporations. Yes. That's who I am. I'm a business. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm acquiring things. I'm the CEO of Stephen A. Smith's uh, Mr. SAS uh, production company. Mm -hmm. we have, we have, we're producing uh, Stephen A.'s World on ESPN+. Plus. Mm -hmm. we got another project that we're doing with Chris Paul called Why Not Us, an HBCU project. Mm -hmm. And we're in talks to do another called Black Excellence. Mm -hmm. On my side, I have a, 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 a probably going to, it's going to be a Announced in three weeks, uh, three huge deals, uh, partnerships, uh, two television. One's going to be a documentary. Mm -hmm. So all these things, and and this is not hype talk. Mm -hmm. This is real talk yes. about that you announce in certain processes. Um, I'm closing the deal with a local television network where Money Making Conversation is going to be a half hour show here locally. Mm -hmm. uh, Rashawn's Kitchen mm -hmm. is going to be a half hour show where mm -hmm. I'll be baking, and you know, 90% of my social media follower are female because I am a cook and a baker. <laughs> right. So I. I would t finally take that to television, yes. and it's going to be syndicated in the fall. Yes. Because that is, uh, and so that that's, I'm, so I'm just doing my thing, man. Wow. Plus, I have a HBCU radio network, which is an hour, one hour show that's broadcasting, and I'll be, uh, I'll be on WCLK nice. uh, starting May 4th. Uh, I'll be, uh, that's a Tuesday where I'll be broadcasting Money Making Conversation on WCLK. And so, man, I, I am a, I am in a different place in my life, and so now, I, now Steve Harvey is not overwhelming me. Yes, and he's a part of my career. Yes, a positive. He's always been a positive part of my career. Mm -hmm. But in 2016, he was a detriment because mm -hmm. that's all I had. Right, that's all I was known for. Right. So now he's a tremendous. As long as he stays successful, yes. I'm blessed. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And so, talk to me about your show, Money Making Conversations. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My language. Which, talk which, to me about which that. Which you will be on. Yes. You know, I, yes. I, I, I talk to my staff, but it, it's, it's, it's more than that, man. It's mm -hmm. about uh, my ability to talk to CEOs, yes. celebrities, 
um, entrepreneurs and decision makers. You're, you're the entrepreneur, you're the industry decision maker, you are a celebrity, mm -hmm. and you're a CEO. So you would like the, the, the you know, they, they have the Oscars, the Emmys, you know, the Tony. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, you know that. You're the EGOT. The EGOT. You know what I'm saying? The Grammy. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking that into existence. EGOT. Team, you know, everybody was calling the show, Charlie Wells or Patty LaBelle. And so and I was talking about, I didn't know what to say to them. I didn't know if they were calling me because they thought I was still managing Steve Harvey. They called me, I was going to get them on the radio show, or I called them, going to get them on the talk show. Yeah. And I told myself, stop. I said, I don't know why I'm doing this show. Because right. these people are talking, I don't know what to say to them. And so I had to regroup. I moved the show from Houston to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And that kind of redefined a presence for me and, uh, and of who I was. And so in my location right now, in my building, I built a whole new studio, wow. you know, a whole big screen on the back. And it is, and it, it's so funny and uh, because I didn't want to do the the, the, the Fox Soul look, mm -hmm. you know, that Zoom look. I Because yeah. it's, 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 whether it's Don Lemon or Kirk Franklin or Bishop T.D. Jakes, you know, or anybody who calls a show, they will go, huh? I remember Terrence Terrell, who's a motar on the progressive half man, half motorcycle. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. I was interviewing. He's also starring to be positive. He was he was watching because they could see me set up because I'm sitting at the desk and they see all this. You know, I have pictures on the wall of all of my guests and they see these awards behind me. They see this big old large screen. They go, hold up. Yeah. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, this is not what they told me. Right. Stop, yeah, stop. Yeah. We, I got to change room. Right, I got to change, yeah, yeah, I gotta change room. Absolutely. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm yeah. trying to set an example yes. of production, yes. of, of, of owning material that uh, Tyler Perry has shown us mm. can be done. Yes. And, um, and my goal is to sit down with individuals like you yes. and say, hey, man, Content. What you're yes, doing with the content, absolutely. let's see if we can take it someplace else and you own it and take it to Seattle, take it to terrestrial households, yes. free households, yes. cable households. Because back in the day, when I started doing television, if you had the television show, if the network didn't want it, you were stuck. Mm. That's not happening today. Byron Allen has shown you mm. that. Mm. Tyler Perry has shown that. Yes. And so we sit here, that's what money making conversations are all about. Mm -hmm. It's the conversation that we have, everybody has. Yes. Whether it's about food for the kids, food when you go grocery shop, where you're using coupons, a car you're going to buy. We all have money making conversations all the time. Absolutely. And that's what I have with my guests. Yes. Well, I want to talk about their careers mm -hmm. and allow them to drop nuggets, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're Devin Martin Chase, you know, mm -hmm. the first African American female to have a major deal at a studio, the first African American female to ever have a $100 million movie mm -hmm. with Courage Under Fire with Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. These are the type of guests I bring on the show because I want their stories to translate into motivation. Yes. Translate an opportunity. That's what money-making conversations are. It's allowing you to understand that you are having money-making conversations. Let's turn it into relevancy. And the only way you can turn it into relevancy is by having a position of conversation that people want to respond to. That's all. That's why I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here not so much to motivate people, but to inform people because yes. I don't like motivational mm -hmm. information mm -hmm. that doesn't allow you to see how you can achieve success yourself. Yeah. I'm a firm believer because I hate reading, because I read books all the time. You read a lot of books because you have this type of show. Mm -hmm. And I hate reading books and bringing guests on the show that don't, if they, they, they want to motivate you to be rich, but they, ha they don't have money in the bank. Right. They want to motivate you to be a success, but they don't, they're not on TV. Right. So why are you talking Absolutely. to me? Yeah, yeah. Because my resume, I'm the truth. Right. You know, once you have to sit up and be able to, the confidence has to exceed 
and you have to be able to tell from behind who you are. Absolutely. That's why I sit up and go, you need God. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and, and I say that because that's the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you hear the truth, Cass, yes. you have to be willing to say, accept it. Absolutely. And then tell somebody, I got this. I am. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something, though, right? Because you don't even understand the power of your words just now. Because literally, right? So it's three of us on this show, right? Three partners. Uh-huh. Myself, King Richard, uh-huh. and French Spencer. Uh-huh. King Richard and myself, we argue with, with French Spencer. Uh-huh. And I'm, and I'm going to say this on camera. Uh-huh. We argue with him. We said, bro, why are we not taping this on Zoom? Uh-huh. He said, no. We need the quality, right? Yeah, right? We need the quality of being inside the vault. And there were a lot of connections. There were a lot of people that we wanted to reach out mm-hmm. to to do the show, and, mm-hmm. and they were willing to do it. Mm-hmm. But, but our partner, French, mm-hmm. said, no, we're not doing that. And he was adamant about it. And so to hear you say that, mm-hmm. you know, and to confirm um, that we made the right decision, because even though he, you know, he pushed back and we were pushing back, we said, you know what, yes, let's wait and, 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 and do the show right, because it's about, it's about ownership. Right. It's about content. Right. Um, and, and, and you mentioned Tyler Perry. Um, you know, and, and, and seeing what he was able to do. Talk, can you talk to us a little bit of, or expound more on that, like ownership and, you know, owning your content? Like, we, like when we look at uh, Oprah Winfrey and how she became a billionaire because she owned her content yes. and was able to license it out and Tyler Perry owning his content and then now, money, you know, money-making conversations, right? It, you, you own that content. Right. You have your own studio, right. you know, billion-dollar brand. Like, right. talk, talk to us a little bit well, about that. Well, the thing about it is that Tyler Perry is something. He's different beast. Yeah. Okay? Tyler Perry is... Uh, I remember I met Tyler Perry on his first movie because Stephen Harvey and I was doing radio in uh, L.A. And I remember... Uh, you know, people wanted me to meet him. You know, people always have wanted me to meet people. Hey, Rashawn, you need to meet this guy. Rashawn, this guy needs to talk to you. Right. And um, and I just, I, I've always been in a position to help people. And I remember when this movie went, we, we talked to him on Friday, mm-hmm. and the movie went number one, and I contacted people. I said, we need, Tyler, we need you back on the radio Monday. And he asked me why. Mm-hmm. I got to sell more tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And he came back on the radio Monday, and that's me. It, it, it had nothing to do with me making money, mm-hmm. more so to do with showing you how you can be great. Mm. And the same thing with Will Packer with Stomp the Yard. Mm. I remember when that movie came up, I had nothing to do with Will Packer. Mm. And and I said that we was with Stephen Harvey and I was on radio in New York City. I said, Steve, let's make this movie number one. Mm. I said, let's make this movie wow. number one. Wow. And and the, the, the thing about it, it became number one. Yes. And, Steve, and Will Packer had, didn't know me from anybody. Mm. But he had this guy sitting over there going, let's use the blessings and our skill set mm. to make it number one. Trans, tr- you know, fast forward, he's the guy who approached us mm. to do Think Like a Man wow. and Think Like a Man yes, 2. Yes. Took both those movies number one based on a relationship with a guy I didn't know. Wow. But I was inspired yes. based on the, the ability that, and the position that God gave me through yes. hard work Absolutely. to say, let's make this dude movie a uh, box office hit. And wow. we did it, man. Wow. We did it and, it. and it translated into his greatness, which in turn translates to what I'm going to say. And what I'm saying, when I look at this positioning, yes. is that that's why I bought the building. Mm. I bought the building, man, because you can't tell me what I can't do. Mm. If I want, if you walk in my, my building right now, you'll see lights and cameras around my kitchen. I have yeah. a full kitchen in my building. I got the oven and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I can cook anything. Right. I cooked it yesterday. I cooked for my staff 
corn, hot water cornbread. Yeah, yeah. I cooked them black eyed peas and white rice yeah. and some smothered uh, uh, chicken and cream and uh, cream sauce. Mm -hmm. That was their lunch, along with raisin bread pudding. Mm. That's what I do. Lights come on, I just start cooking. Mm. So that could be that gets shot whenever I feel like going to the kitchen. Mm. Go to my basement, completely built our studio, and I can walk in there and I can record. It doesn't look like a Zoom look. Mm. And I was very dependent because my vision was to syndicate the show. Yes. And I felt, okay, if I'm going to syndicate the show, I can't look like I'm doing Zoom. Right. So when people zero in, you'll see a big backdrop. I yeah. saw the way uh, David Muir was doing his show. Mm. So my show comes in just like David Muir with that big old world backdrop, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it zooms right into me right mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at me, you see all these famous people that have been on my show. Mm -hmm. And so I can see people that go, and I can see when they're looking at me, they're going, who is this guy? You right, know, <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's what I want. I want right. the who is this guy? Yeah. Because if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, and absolutely. then it allows them to calm down. Because yeah. a lot of people don't know me when they come on the show, whether you're you're Dr. Ashton, mm -hmm. you know, from uh from NBC Medical, they come on the show, and Amber Rail from Food Network. Mm -hmm. And it's so many people that I don't know yes. that come on the show and I, I build these relationships and they come back mm -hmm. and Donald Taylor Alpair, one of my favorite people, uh, uh Food Network or Star NBC Today Show. And it, it, it's really, I just uh, I just interviewed uh, Patrice Covington and uh, Rebecca Noemi Jones from uh, the Aretha series, Genius, mm -hmm. and uh, came into my studio. They come through Zoom, but look, mm -hmm. you're on that big old screen behind me, Absolutely. and then I'm in front of you yes. talking, and it's like, it's just a beautiful thing, yes. man. It's a, it's a, I can't wait to get you on that. So you can see what I'm talking about. And in between, you go, you're, you're not lying, yeah, man. Absolutely. This, this <laughs> absolutely. is different, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a star. Yes. And I want people to feel, I don't want people to feel like they're just calling in on the Zoom because yeah. the technology is not going to change. Yes. And so as soon as I walk in this studio, I go, y'all syndicating this show? Mm. As soon as I said that, absolutely. I met you at all. Absolutely. First time, y'all syndicating this absolutely. show? Yeah. Because that's how I am. I'm trying yeah. to say, okay, you're not, okay, you need to do this. Absolutely. Because that's what God has allowed me to do, yeah. provide information. And absolutely. so my goal is to get you syndicated. Yes. And guess what? Had nothing to do with this interview. Yeah. You don't know? Okay. Mm. Go talk. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Such a blessing. Such a blessing. And so now, you know, you know, you know, you you you've had this great career. Mm -hmm. You uh, you know, successful. Uh, when you think back to Rashawn's 18-year-old self, mm -hmm. what advice are you giving him? I'm gonna tell you something, man. Uh, I'm gonna answer, tell, answer two things. I am here because of two school teachers, Georgia mm -hmm. Nelson and Linda Trader. Georgia Nelson was my math teacher. Uh, Linda Trader was my biology teacher, mm -hmm. chemistry teacher, and uh, they saw the genius in me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use that word genius because you don't do everything I've done in my life and be an average thinker, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And so uh, and so they kept me, they kept challenging me to be great mm -hmm. when I wanted to be average, mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I always look at everybody. So when I was 18 years, I, I'm going to just tell you this. I am the same person that I was 18 that I am now. Mm. I just know who I am. Mm. And so 18, I didn't know. Everything yeah. I was, when 18, I was using the word like luck, right place at the right time, yeah. you know, because you don't trust anything. Mm. That's why I respect people who get it early on. Mm. Like, see, you're younger than me. See, mm. I, 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 I so respect you because mm. you got it. Mm. I didn't I didn't trust Rashawn until I was in my 40s. Mm. But all the way I was being successful mm. and I was using other other adjectives to describe this sex mm. that had nothing to do with my success. Yeah. And yeah. So, so 18 years old, I've been motivating people. I've been doing big concerts. Mm. I've been convincing people in the thousands mm. to show up for 
parties, mm. show up for events, because that was, I was going into radio stations and convincing them to do co-branded promotions. Mm. I understood radio. I've taken radio stations from number 16 as an individual to number one mm. in the market in Houston. I've, mm. I've been number one in Chicago, Detroit, mm. New, New York, uh, Miami, D.C., Los Angeles. Mm. So that layer of success started when I was 18. Yes. Because when I walked out of my high school, I wanted to be a forklift driver. Mm. Because when I was 15, the first guys that I met outside of my father mm. were, were forklift drivers. Because mm. that's the first job he gave me. Right. I figured, wow, mm. that's what I want to be. Yeah. And I don't care what my teacher said to me, I left high school, I, I, I got a job as a forklift driver. Right, right. Because that's I thought that was my end game. Yeah, yeah. Be a forklift driver, I'm be like my boys, <laughs> right, you know? Right, right. And, uh, and, and fortunately, that didn't work out because that wasn't what I was meant to do. Mm. And so I was sitting down with my teacher, uh, Linda Trailer, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. And I said, I sure wish I would have uh, filled out an application to go to college. Because mm. I went down to Southern and, and I wanted to go there in Baton Rouge, and she said, Rashawn, she said, you can go to the University of Houston. Mm -hmm. I go, too late, I didn't fill out a high school, I didn't fill out an application. She said, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. And she had gotten me to sign an application, and she submitted it to the University of Houston, and I had gotten accepted and didn't even know it. Mm, wow. That's how I got in college. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. I love that. And, and you said something very important, you know, uh, that you're the same person, right? But you just didn't know yourself, and so, so, so you know, knowledge of self is yeah. really is really key. Um, there's somebody watching right now who you know is probably in that same position. Like, like, like they have this burning desire. Um, they want they you know they they know they may have some talent or they know they want to do something different, but they don't have that knowledge of self. What advice would you give to somebody on? how to discover themselves, how to, you know, find who they are and their purpose and what they're supposed to be doing. Well, I always tell people about this, you know, look at my life. Uh, you know, uh, I was Jason Lyrics, I was, uh, I didn't want to do that, you know, but I, I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with the average person is they stop. Mm -hmm. they, they say what they can't do before they even uh, unable to do it. Right. You know, so many people stop themselves and they and they get and they they, they think this is what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Like what if I just said I thought I was supposed to be as funny as Steve Harvey? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here. Mm -hmm. Because that wasn't what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. Only, only defining things that can stop you. If you can't sing, you can't sing. If you right. can't sing like Whitney, you can't sing. Right. If you can't rap like, you know, like Jay-Z, you can't rap, right. okay? If you can't run like Jerry Rice, you can't run. Right. Certain things can stop you, but yeah. people still do it, you know? Right. Out there just leading a foolish lane. <laughs> right. So I tell people who are following dreams is to position yourself. I always tell people, I'm gonna tell you something, man. You gotta believe in yourself first. Mm. And you can, when I say that is that somewhere along the line, whatever talent you are saying you're capable of, it has to permeate and radiate and, and relate to somebody and they got to want it. Mm. See, I'm sorry. Mm. If you are talented at something and nobody wants it, mm. stop doing that because nobody mm. wants it. Mm. It's time to move on. Yeah. So when I, when I, in 1992, I was a successful comedian. Mm -hmm. And I, I moved back to Houston, Texas, and I said, I'm a bet on Rashawn. Mm. I said, I'd done Def Comedy Jam, and I said, I said, what, what do you see when you gonna bet on yourself? I said that I was gonna make myself the biggest talent in Houston and make Hollywood bring me back. Mm. 
And I did that. Yes. And so I bet on myself. Mm -hmm. I opened a comedy club, hip hop comedy style, and we was, uh, I, I put my tickets on sale on Monday, it was sold out in an hour mm -hmm. on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I shaped myself, I worked. And I'm gonna tell you, it didn't start out like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the first week, it was five people. I could have quit. Mm -hmm. Then it was 15 people. Then it was 75, because the place holds 300 people. Right. So if it was five people, I had to go on stage and perform to five people. Yeah. And so what happens, people have standards, mm -hmm. and they give up because they feel that that's not their mm -hmm. expectations or people might talk bad about it. Dude, I didn't care what you thought. Yeah. When I went on stage, I performed like it was a full house. Mm -hmm. And eventually, it was a full, full house. house. And yes. eventually, I walk out there, it was a line outside the door, and everybody came there, you know. Beyonce, I remember when they were Destiny Child, they performed at my yeah. place, you know. You know, it was so many people who came in that place uh, uh, that, that uh, you know, that stopped in, and it made me realize I had star power. Mm. And that's what you need. You need validation. Yes. And so when I answer your question is, what are you doing to have relevancy in the thing you say you're great at? Mm. If you say you're a great athlete, mm. who, who, who's saying that? Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you say you're a great mathematician, who's saying who's that? Saying now, that? if you're the only person saying that, yeah. there's a problem. Right, right. You have to position yourself to rejection mm. or honest communication. Mm. You have to be in the position to be told that. Mm. And so if you're willing to walk in an environment, say, just use stand-up comedy. Yeah. If you say you're a funny stand-up yeah. and you're not willing to go on stage to to develop the craft to be a funny stand-up, yeah. it's not. Mm. And so there are people out there that walk up to me all the time, want to write, oh, I got one script, but they, they, it's the same script right. 10 years later. Right. It's dirty. Right. You know, they got headshots, you know, but the headshot, they have it for 10 years, don't yeah. even look like the headshot. Yeah. Yeah. You go, who just walked in the room? That's me. Yeah. No, it ain't. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't the person yeah. right here. Yeah. You right. need new headshots. Right, right. And so I'm just telling you, so yeah. many people hold on to dreams so long. Yes. Because they don't want to admit that's not their true mm. calling. That's not their true gifts. Mm. It's like a preacher preaching in an empty church. Yeah. And the church can't grow if but nobody I, hears I what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm, I'm committed to the whole dream of that um, when I was 18, mm -hmm. I walked out of a high school and I wasn't afraid to check out the unknown. I wasn't mm. afraid to the new experience. Mm. I wouldn't, I worked at a Jewish deli when I came out of college. Mm. My roommate was a white dude, mm. you know. I came from a black neighborhood where I got on a black school, a city bus. Mm. We went to the black side of town. I got on the same city bus. It took me to the black side of town. Mm. And so, but that didn't stop me from wanting to see what life had to offer. Mm. I've never been afraid of experience, mm. a new thing. I've never been afraid of the unknown. And so many people who are not successful, so many people who are listening to me, you're afraid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I, I wanna I wanna make sure y'all caught that though. That was a that was a super big bar, right? And so it like you have to put yourself in the position to be rejected, to be <laughs> come on now. That's a bar. Ega. That's Ega. a bar. Ega. Don't miss that. You got to put yourself in the position because if you're saying that you are that, then prove it. Yes. Get it validated. Yes. You can't be the best if, if you're the only one saying you're the best. Man, LeBron do it every day. Mm. Michael Jordan did it every day. Yeah. Tom Brady, he said, okay, you think I'm not that good? I'm going to leave you, New yeah. England, go to Tampa. Yeah. And so... People do it all the time. Yeah, wow. And so, and but in life, let's bring it down to the lower level. Yeah. You know, you can do it at IBM. You can yeah. do it at FedEx. Yeah. You can be the best UPS driver. Yeah. You can be. But see, what happens is people don't realize that it's not so... 
the person you are working with is actually your competitor. Mm. And I look at you as a, if you if we were working at IBM together, if we were working at FedEx together, if we were working at Post Office, any job, I would look at you as a business. Mm. And my job is to see if I can outsell you. Mm. How does that happen? It means I have to outwork you. Mm. Now, sometimes that's not tied to extra pay. Mm -hmm. But that's not my goal. Right. My goal is to outwork you. Right. And so my outwork you is going to lead to more pay. Right. I know that. Right. And so what happens is people go to jobs and they, they associate themselves with a crew of people that don't have that mentality. Yes. They'll tell you stuff like, man, you work too hard. Mm. You know they're not paying you for that? Yeah. You, you come in too early. You're right. making us look bad. Right. If you hear any of those statements yeah. from people you're hanging out with, stop hanging out mm. with. Because they have no aspirations to be great. Yes. And that's all I'm talking about. Yeah. My life, man, when I wake up in the morning, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and people go, ooh. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, the, I, I, and let me tell you something. I don't like getting up at 4. It ain't a, it right. ain't a happy moment. I'm going to tell you something. Right. I get up at 4. I don't just, whoa, right, I'm up. Right, 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 I get right, up. I go. Right. I get up and go, really, Rashad? Right. Really? Right. right. Really? And I, and, I, and I turn off the, uh, the alarm because I put it in my, my, my bathroom. So it's yeah. a long walk to get to my bathroom. Yeah. Turn it off. I look in the mirror. I wash my face immediately. And I, and I go, okay, okay. And then it allows me to... Take, take my body into perspective, my life. Mm -hmm. I go and I read the newspaper. Yeah. I go and stretch. And so it's about 4.30 now, by 5. And then, but if I don't do that, if I wake up at 6, then I've lost that old, that wake up period that was mine. Absolutely. See, here's the thing yeah. is that you got to have time in your life mm -hmm. that's yours. Yes. If I, when I get up at 4, I ain't worried about nobody. Ain't nobody calling me. Yes. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody. And my wife ain't getting out of bed. Yeah, yeah. She don't move. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> she, I, 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 she's so used to it. She ain't even act like she, I'm a, she, I just get up. Right. And so, right. and so that lets me know it's my time. Yes. And I get up, shut the alarm. She never complains. Yeah. I don't think she's so used to it. That's the process. Yeah. He gone, finally, I can get some <laughs> And I'm happy. And so yeah. I just tell people that when you're trying to be successful, yeah. look back when you were 18 to 23. Yeah. Hear me this, y'all. That is who you are. Mm. See, what happens mm. is people go through life, they go to 30, and that whole process, you might have met a person mm. who you married or you dated, you might have a child, might, might have got joined the military, and that took you off course to what you really wanted to do between 18 and 23. Mm. When you were fearless, mm. when you when you had these dreams that people questioned. Yeah. And so so what happens is the resume that you have is not who you are. Yeah. And so that 18 to 23, if you really want to be happy in your life, yeah. if you really want to achieve your aspirations, think about who you wanted to be between 18 and 23. Yeah. That's who I am. Mm. I am I am making money off of that kid between yes. 18 and 23. Yes. I am that I know who that guy is. I look back. And I go, I don't understand how I knew all those mm. things. And but 18 to 23. So when I when people ask me about themselves, I always tell me, what do you want to do when you're 18, 23? Mm -hmm. And then they take a moment back and go, you know, I'm not doing what I want to do. Yeah. Well, go do it. Because right. oh, you only want stopping yourself. Yeah. Because you've allowed roadblocks. Roadblocks can be your family. Yeah. Roadblocks can be maybe your health. Roadblocks can be working at a job you don't want to be in. Yeah. That Those are roadblocks, and you have to remove those roadblocks to be the person that you can be in your life before you die. Because you're going to die. Mm. See, that's a fact. That, that's a fact. Yeah. And, and that's why I understand why people are not in a rush. Yes. To be successful. Yes. I, 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 I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. 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 I'm teasing. 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 I'
Yeah. Ah, no, 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 no. Rushan lives every day to the fullest. Yes. To the fullest. Yes. And uh, my staff knows that. My family knows that. And uh, and I'm happy to say I know that. Yes. Because you are going to, you, you, that's one clock you can't run from. Right. And so with that being said, with that, with that, with that big carrot stick sitting out there, mm -hmm. knowing you're going to die, yep. your number one job should be trying to live the life, your life to the fullest. Absolutely. Trying to drain every avenue of opportunity in it and yes. drink it. Yes. And and if you do that, I swear to you, yes. you'll be a positive person. Woo! Woo! Big bars, big bars. All right, oh my, you, you, you are giving us the gospel today. And so I want to have money-making conversations with Rashawn. Okay, right? cool. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you think about all the success you've had, yeah. all the money you've made, mm -hmm. what is the most extravagant thing you've bought with money? Uh, you know, I uh, private jets. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I, I would I would tell you this. This is when I knew a defining moment in my life yeah. was uh, Steve Harvey, J. Anthony Brown. We did a concert in Houston at the Music Hall in Houston, Texas, in uh, 1994. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was March of 1984. And I wrote him a check for $39,000. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and I went... I said, you're writing a check yeah. for, to somebody for $39,000. Yeah. That's when I knew I was going to live a different life, mm. that I had the ability to write that check, mm. and I was nobody. Yeah. I, that was the first concert I ever threw, yeah. and I realized that there was money out there yeah. that was a little different, yeah. and I was going to get it. Yes. That, was the, that, was, that, that was the check that I wrote that changed my life mm. in 1994, Music Hall, mm -hmm. writing a check to Steve Hart for $39,000. Wow, wow, wow. And then, so you think about uh, the, the, you know, impact, right? Mm -hmm. what, what is the most impactful thing you've done with money? I think the most impactful, I set up a, my school, uh, University of Houston, uh, I wrote them a check for $250,000 mm -hmm. for a foundation for math and science and students of optometry mm -hmm. for minority students, mm -hmm. uh, people, students of color, African-American mm -hmm. students, to pursue an opportunity to uh, get their graduate, their undergraduate degrees mm -hmm. at the University of Houston. Mm -hmm. um, that's the most impactful thing I've done with yeah. money from a standpoint that's a legacy, it's an endowment. Yes. So when I die, when I die, I'm still going to be there. Yes. And so that was important to me yeah. to, to achieve that. And, and so... Uh, the important thing is, Cash, is when I'm sitting here with you, man, and uh, allowing myself to speak mm -hmm. now, you know, because, you know, the Rushon of 2016 could not have had this conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. But Rushon of 2021 mm -hmm. can have this conversation because it's tied to honesty. Absolutely. It's tied to I can tell you my flaws. Yes. I can tell you my mistakes. Yeah. I can tell you I didn't make any money in 2017. Yeah. In 2017, I was trying to tell people it was all good. <laughs> right. You right. know, but it wasn't all good because right. I didn't know who the hell I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so so when you start talking about money, it's not so much the money because I got it all. I yes. got I got the G550. I got mm. the G550 and the G500. Mm. I got a Porsche McCann. I got the... <laughs> I got a car here, I got a house here and a house yeah, there, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so uh, I'm going to give me a house in Colorado. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> right. That's my favorite state. Right, right. And I don't snow ski either. <laughs> I just want to see the snow. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, and so, so uh, I would say the most defining purchase was me purchasing my building here mm. in Atlanta, mm. Peachtree Corner. Love that. Because of the fact that... Uh, and I paid cash for it, mm. and because um, I wanted to. Yes. And uh, and so that defined me because it was like the ultimate 
uh, stamp that this is what I want to do with my life. Yes. The commitment. I always tell, I talk about commitment uh-huh. a lot in this conversation. Yes. And sometimes you have to commit to yourself. Absolutely. And, some, and sometimes you have to bet on yourself uh-huh. and you don't even know why, what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. And so I would say the, recently buying a building, uh-huh. uh, academically, uh, the endowment of $250,000 to the University of Houston, uh-huh. uh, the, the the, the check that I wrote that told me I could make a lot of money in my life was the check I wrote for Steve Harvey in 1994 for $39,000. And then, and then so, <laughs> you know, when, when, when we think about, you know, all of the, the, the different uh, thought processes around money, there's a lot of money myths. Money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard for money. Uh, dispel a money myth for me. Dispel one for me. Miss, you know, I, 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 I want to hear a money myth that, that just simply isn't true. I think I think that uh, the, the 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 ultimate money myth is that uh, hang around people with money and mm. you are gonna make money. Mm. That's not true. Mm. I would tell you this: that success does upgrade the type of people you talk to. Yes. If it's just like Tupac said, you know, you know, you, you can't buy a big house in the ghetto because mm. somebody gonna break in it. Right. And so the the ultimate money myth is that that association mm. doesn't necessarily success because mm. people are going to challenge while you're around that mm. and, uh, and I'm going to tell you an honest story it's like when people call me mm. I don't have casual conversations mm-hmm. I say first of all I'm going to ask you why you call yeah because what you cannot do, Cash, when you call me is ask me how I'm doing. Mm. I actually know how I'm doing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. that's it. not part of this conversation. Right. Why are you calling me? Right. Okay, because it has to be something that you want so I can move on with this conversation. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I would say the big myth is that successful people don't have casual conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> we no, don't, because we have, we have conversations that move to the next destination of yes, opportunity. Absolutely. We're, we're opportunity-driven people. Absolutely. And so, if you, so that means that Anybody we're talking to calms us down. Like for instance, if like for instance, I can have a I'll have a conversation with you mm-hmm. and we can go eat dinner, we can go on vacation, mm-hmm. because I know you are never gonna ask me a question that forces me to think. Right. If we have conversation, it's gonna be about uplift, it's Absolutely. gonna be about, did you hear about this? Yeah. You go, man, mm. thank you. Yeah. And so so you have the the, the big myth is. You cannot be hanging around successful people mm. and be successful. Mm. You have to validate your success mm. to stay committed to it. Mm. Otherwise, the money is not going to come. Mm. I love it. I love it. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. So we're going to do our lightning round. So we're inside the vault, literally inside the vault. Uh, and we have a lightning round uh, in which we take bank terms, mm-hmm. right? And we, we spit them at you and, you, and and we flip them, right? And so the first one uh, we're going to say is deposit slip, right? Mm-hmm. When you walk into a bank, you use a deposit slip to put money in the bank. But here inside the vault, deposit slip, we're going we're gonna to say money mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So deposit slip. What, give me one time you made a, a money mistake or a deposit slip up. I would say, um, I, I would say that um, taking money out of my, um, or taking money out of my insurance annuity mm. Instead of taking a loan against it, because mm. what I've learned is that, is that, and this is what people do who have money is that pay off because because see once you take the money out you can't put it back right and I had it at four percent interest mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay and mm-hmm. then I, and you didn't get four percent interest nowhere right. so a money mistake was I didn't listen to the advice mm. of somebody saying hey Rashad just take a loan again I go loan mm. I'm gonna take a loan right. but I wish I would have listened to that person yeah. and I would have. 
pay that money back, Absolutely. and I would have had that money at four yeah. percent. And even when I would have had the loan against it, mm-hmm. it still when they exceeded the 4% Absolutely rate right. that I was Absolutely. getting. Yeah, right, right. So that's a money mistake that I made. Mm, a deposit it. slip. Yeah, that's a deposit <laughs> slip. All right, next one we're going to talk is a charge-off, right? And so a charge-off uh, is when, you you know, someone owes money, they're not getting the money back, they have to, you know, the bank has to charge it off. Here inside the vault, um, what people or mindset did you have to charge off during your journey? I, w- I would say, um, you know, um, I don't know. I don't have the the the, the, the people I grew up in my neighborhood. Mm. I don't know them, mm. and um, because in life, they, you just can't hang on to the, your your journey. Mm. And the journey allows you so many different visitors, mm-hmm. and then you have to pick the visitors that benefit you the most. That's the mm-hmm. selfish part I was talking mm-hmm. about. Yes. And so, and so you can be friends with people you grew up with. But they cannot, if they're not part of the success process, mm. they're just friends. Mm. And so my whole thing is that my charge off to anybody mm. is that is that you have to, in order to be successful in life, you can't hold on to the relationships that don't benefit you. Mm. So that's the charge off. Mm. Now that sounds really cold, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. if you don't accept those values that I told you, yeah. then you won't win. Yeah. You know, you can, you can talk about LeBron and his friends, mm. but LeBron educated them. Absolutely. They went to school. Yeah. So he improved their value, Yes. and now their value is paying off with him now. Absolutely. So these are not the friends that he grew up with. He improved their value through education and through relationships, and they're all powerful black men today. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Mm. If you think that that person you grew up with and you you a multimillionaire or billionaire, they have no benefit because they can't talk to you. Mm. And so if they come to you, the conversations are going to be short, mm. and it's going to be another not an equal conversation. And mm. you don't, I don't ever want to talk to somebody that I don't feel can benefit from my conversation. Mm. Mm. And I don't. I love it. I love my charge off is that hey. The people who you who come with you can always stay with you. Mm, mm, I love that. And then last but not least, trust account, right? And so, you know, everybody wants to trust account, wants to be a trust fund baby. That's where, you know, all the things are in reserve. Uh, when you think about your, your, you know, your journey and where you are, um, who's part or who, what mindset, what people are part of that trust account? I would say, you know, when I was growing up in life, man, there were always people that saw something in me that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. I was I was a lazy person. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie to you because mm-hmm. I thought that I didn't understand hard work. Mm-hmm. And so, so the people who stayed in me, that mm-hmm. poured into me, yes. and uh, are the people that I that are made Rashawn today. And mm-hmm. so, I would tell people, I tell my staff, I tell anybody, if I am I, if I'm, if I'm difficult to work with, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. If you you feel with Rashawn, it's hard to work with, I'm cool. I'm doing my job. Yes. Because I swear to you, Cash, nobody who's ever left me, Mm. they come back Mm. and say thank you. Mm. They say, now I see. Yes. Now I understand. Because my job is to let you know I'm preparing you because I'm not expecting you to be a millionaire working for me. I'm Mm. not expecting you. You can't start your business working for me. Mm. So I'm preparing you for how it is to make it out in the real world. Mm. I've never have had anybody come back to me and say, well, I, I learned nothing from you. Mm. My goal is to teach. My goal is to let people trust because yes. people saw something in me. Mm. And then when I die, it's going to be a lot of sad people mm. because of the fact that they know they're going to be sad because they didn't get to let me pour in them. Right. And they're going to be sad because of the fact that 
they now understand the value I brought to them in life, mm. and they're gonna be sad because I'm gone. Mm. And I'm cool with all that yeah. sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, and I'll I, I tell you a story. In 2015, I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Uh, and um, and I'm gonna tell you, tell you so it was interesting because, you know, every year when you, you, you get over 50, you are. Uh, you 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 go you know you get every exam to stay alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you you right, go right. a doctor means something. Right, right, right. You get over fifty. You yeah. gonna go in there? Yeah. You in there twenty? I don't care. You get fifty. Right, right, oh, you gonna right. philosophy exam everything? Right, right. You, you, doc, you try to stay alive. Yeah. And I went in and um and I did my annual exam and uh, doctor found nothing. And then I went to my dentist and they did an exam, annual exam, same dentist, mm. and it, it did nothing. And I went to get my blood, and this doctor, she was looking at me, she said, Can I, I said, I'm here to do your blood, but can I just touch your neck? And, and she found a lump right here. Mm. And she said, What's that? And I'd always, you know, I, I work out a little bit, not working out. I ain't nobody out there lifting weights. If you follow me in the gym, you'd be laughing at me. Go, really? 20 pounds? Yeah. <laughs> that, that worked for me. Yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Harvey's always laughed at me. Boy, you, you, it's a shame what you do with weights. Right. He over there with 56, I'm over 20. <laughs> right, right. Hey, bro, right. this works for me. Right. Okay, rotation, right. rotation. That's what I'm after, right. rotation. Right. Right. And so, um, and, uh, and so I diagnosed I had cancer. And I tell anybody about, when someone tells you you have cancer, it, you don't think about who survived cancer. Mm. You just think about death. Mm. And you think about uh, your life, mm. and you think about uh, what you've accomplished in your life. Mm. And I tell people this story because if God would have said, that's it, mm. I was cool. Mm. Because I have done what I wanted to do Absolutely. in my life, yeah, man. Yeah. And that's all I want people to do. Yeah. Do not hold back, man. Yes. Do not sit at home debating your dreams. Yeah. Do not let people who don't understand your aspirations get in the way of them. Yeah. Do not allow money to stop you from fulfilling your opportunities to be successful. Because yeah. money is the least of your worries. Yeah. As long as you have health, yeah. as long as you have commitment, yeah. as long as you have a plan, yeah. you will win. And so so I say that story to say that um, I'm cool, man. I'm very comfortable with my life. I will continue to do great things with my life. I will continue to change the game with my life. So the trust I've created in my life Mm. has been because I've lived the life that I want to live. And I'm not ashamed of anything I've told people. Yes. I may have been disappointed because I've mm. said some things that hung around with me for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, Boy, right. you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> right, right, that right. was pretty bad. That was right. pretty cool. You, right. Rashawn, you said some things, <laughs> right, but right. why did you say that? Right. <laughs> right. That's not hung around with me. Right, but, right. But, the, but the life of being able to tell people the truth, and that's the blessing of money-making conversations because I've had so many people come on the show and go, Rashawn, uh, and I, and I tell you, this is a little, little funny story. I, I was, and there's uh, so many stories. Mm-hmm. I was interviewing this uh, writer, mm-hmm. and a successful writer. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and she said, Rishon, you don't remember me, do you? Mm-hmm. I go, no. She said, we met in Pasadena, Felicia Henderson. I said, mm-hmm. Felicia, that's my girl, Felicia <laughs> Henderson. And uh, she said, and I was in the backyard, and her backyard was doing a barbecue. I go, yeah, I remember I being in the backyard. And I came over to you. And you said, uh, she said, Felicia, you need to talk to Rashawn. She said, well, I came up because Felicia said I need to talk to you. I said, what you want to talk about? She said, uh, well, I'm having a problem. I got an offer to write a book, and um, I think it's too low. Mm. I said, uh, has anybody else offered you any money? Mm. She said, no. So I said, why are you talking to me? And I walked <laughs> off. <laughs> she said, she said, 
She went and took that offer, and 13 books later, mm. she was on my show to thank me. Mm, wow. Because my whole thing is that is a lot of people sit around and don't hear the final truth. Mm. The truth is, is that what are you debating mm. this offer? <laughs> Has anybody else gave you a check? Yeah. Now, if this was the offer here, take that offer so right. you can move on. Right, right, right. Somebody had debate me. You yeah. came to the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you need to get off my face. <laughs> Right. You tell me somebody offering you money, but you think it's too low, but ain't nobody else offering you another check. Right. Well, what is too low? Because right. obviously right. that's the best you get. Right. <laughs> you were laughing so hard on the radio. I said, I remember that story. Oh, I love and that's it. That's what I tell people all the time. Man, yeah. so many people sitting around here, man, debating and looking over in the other person's yard and yeah. worrying about it. that's what they get. You don't know what they got. Right, people absolutely. Lie. Absolutely. And so I, I am the total God's truth is that, uh, you know, that's a question you should ask some people. People mm. sometimes, man, is the, is the, the truth. When you yeah. told somebody the truth, because mm. I, we be, that's another show. Yeah, and I'll be talking to you yeah. a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. I am, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you, if I tell you, you're a neat guy, I'm telling you because I'm telling you the truth. Thank you. God gave me that talent, man. God gave me the ability to walk in a room yeah. and tell people who they are. Yes. And um, and I know that for a fact. Mm. I can walk in the room, brother, and tell everybody mm. I, what they're going to be mm. and what they can be. Yeah. Now, whether they want to achieve it, that's mm. their problem. That's, yep. Absolutely. that's their effort. Absolutely. And that's the blessing of who Rashawn McDonald is. Man, I love it. I love it. And so, what's next? What's, what's, what's next, man? So, so much greatness. The, ne the next is going to be, uh, you know, uh, syndicating my TV show. Yes. Uh, some large documentaries are going to jump off yes. with my name attached to it. Mm -hmm. I want to build a brand of HBCUs, continue mm -hmm. to promote the, the black excellence that comes out of HBCUs and get us to rightfully deserve the, 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 the respect. Yes. And nobody's doing anybody favors because they went to HBCUs. They're doing this country favors. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my mission. My mm -hmm. mission is to glorify mm -hmm. and, and and magnify the greatness of HBCUs. Yeah, I love it, I love it. I promised y'all this was gonna be a powerful interview and it was that plus more. Brother, thank you so much. This was so powerful, I appreciate you. Thank you for so much for all you do. Uh, if people wanted to connect with you, where can they find you? Moneymakingconversation.com. Go there. You're, it's not connecting with me. It's going there, interview, and listen to great interviews from great people like you who are just sharing their stories, sharing their nuggets. I always tell you, if you want to be successful, listen to people who are successful, yes. but don't, don't try to live their lives because mm. your journey to success and my journey to success are different. Mm. Peel off what they did, mm. the energy points, the hardworking points, when they didn't allow, when they made sacrifices, because the part, the sacrifice part is what most people run away from. Yeah. They really want to, to live life based on the lottery. Yes. They want to, they want some lucky tickets. Mm. They want some lucky numbers, mm. and that's not life. Yeah, yeah. Powerful, powerful. So make sure moneymakingconversations.com. Check out the legend, Rashawn McDonald. We are closing the vault. Thank y'all so much for tapping in and tuning in inside the vault with Ash Cash. I'm going to see y'all next time in God's will. Same time, same place. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.